Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Wednesday to you. It's Wednesday, April the 7th. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Today, we got a lot to talk about. Well, of course, we're going to talk about yesterday's game. Last night, the 76ers defeated the Boston Celtics 106-96. This was a milestone victory for the Sixers. Why? The Sixers swept the Boston Celtics. Well, after this one, they swept the season series for the Boston Celtics, marking the first time that they did this since 2001. Is also only the fourth time in the history of both programs that the Sixers have swept the Celtics. So this was a, a long time coming. This was a major feat for the 76ers. Now, it was also Joel Embiid's second game back. The brother had 35 points. He made 16 and 23 throws. He had six rebounds. He had one assist. I mean, it was crazy. They threw four different centers at him and a power forward, and he was still down there chopping down wood. I mean, he had a great game. Now, he may say he was a little disappointed that he missed four foul shots. He may be a little disappointed he only had six rebounds, but the brother was going to work, so this was a game. So what we're going to do is in the first segment, we're going to talk about this game the second segment, we're going to, you know, talk about, you know, Joel Embiid, you know, a little, little more dissecting Joel Embiid and, and Danny Green. And then the third segment, you know how we do. Whatever comes to mind, that's what we're going to address. But I want you guys to know that this is the only podcast that covers the 76ers that comes to you five days a week. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the Philadelphia Inquirer, 76ers beat writer. So you can uh, read my stuff in Inquirer.com, on Inquirer.com. You can pick up a Philadelphia Inquirer. You can pick up a daily, Philadelphia Daily News. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. The same thing for Instagram, Pompeii on Sixers. That way you can always keep up with the news, right? But I'm here to tell you. This was um, a quality win for the Sixers. Not only did they sweep them, the Sixers pulled into a first-place tie atop the Eastern Conference standings uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. Right? You look at it. Joel Embiid, yes, he had four turnovers. That was the bad part of his night. But he had 35 points. He was a plus 12. He shot 9 for 19. He was 1 for 5 on threes. He had 6 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 block. Right? Danny Green was that guy. Seriously. Danny Green had 17 points on 6 for 7 shooting, 5 for 6 threes. He had 2 steals. He had 1 assist. Right? Um, two rebounds. 
Then you look at Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons started off kind of rough now. He started off missing his first four foul shots. All right. He he came back and he he ended up going four for eight. He shot four for seven on the field. He had a team high, six assists, twelve points. He had three steals, a game high three steals, right? You know, Tobias Harris had a little off shooting night tonight, right? But Tobias Harris was four shot four for eleven. He made two or three uh, foul shots. He had eight rebounds. He had ten points, two steals, four assists. Um, Seth Curry was he had nine points, four for nine shooting, one for five on three, uh, two assists, one steal. And off the bench, the best guy coming off the bench was Furkan Korkmaz with ten points on three for seven shooting. Right, but um, overall, the Sixers shot forty-six point six percent from the field. They shot thirty-seven point five on threes, seventy-four point four on on foul line. They had thirteen turnovers, which led to eighteen points. Now, the thing about Boston, right? You know, Boston has a quality team or a quality semblance of players but they don't play like a team it was like AAU basketball to me y'all whereas you have an elite player who's playing on a team because he knows he's going to get shots and that's what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown look like to me Jason Tatum finished with 20 points he was 7 for 17 shooting 3 for 10 on threes seemed like he settled for that a lot um, you had Jalen Brown at 17 points. He was 6 for 10 shooting, 3 for 7 on 3. Um, you know, Kemba Walker had 14 points, 6 for 14 shooting, 2 for 5 on 3. He had 6 assists. Um, you know, uh, this team, to me, they just, I don't know, something's amiss. Like, I look at this team. And I think of all the quality players they have. I think of all the talent. I think of a lot of good things when I see this team. But I just don't see it this year. I just don't. I mean, I don't know if it's lack of discipline, whatever, but something is amiss this year with the Boston Celtics. I mean, this team just, they just don't do it for me right now. And it's hard because... In the past, I mean, we're talking about the Boston Celtics. We're talking about one of the elite teams, you know, teams with two all-stars. But they just don't look like a team at all. They don't play like a team. So it's not surprising that the Sixers did what they did, right? Not at all. Not at all. You know, when we talk about Michelob Ultra, right, we talk about how it's only worth it's only worth it if you enjoy it, right? We talk about 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, which, you know, enjoy creates success, right? Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game, right? I mean, that's what they say, right? That's what they say. So the 
things that stand out to me about Michelob Ultra is joy, happiness, and enjoyment. Seriously. Those are the three things that you get when you drink a Michelob Ultra. You get some joy, you get some happiness, and you get some enjoyment. Now, I'm asking you a question. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Right? Seriously. Now, to me, I know it's only been two games. But the standout player of the week for me last week is Danny Green. Yep, Danny Green has been stepping up his play. He's been balling. You know, the one game, I know the last game, this game he played well. The last game he didn't really play too well. Didn't shoot the ball well. But outside of that, he's been on a tear. I mean, he's been shooting over 50% now on threes for like the last stretch of games. So that's why I'm giving this to Danny Green. You know, but also I'm telling you guys, Michelob Ultra, go ahead. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself to this stuff. Because I'm telling you, it's really good. Very good. Now, you guys can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts at. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. You can follow me on Instagram at Pompey on Sixers. Now, we talked about Embiid. We talked about his dominant play. Now, it's weird. Embiid does stuff. And you say to yourself each game that these guys, they get in foul trouble. You know, they always complain. And they always like, oh, man, like he's getting all the calls. He does. I mean, I give him that. He does get a lot of calls. But at the same time, you got to know how to defend him, which is hard. I mean, the thing is, when you have your arms down, right, and then he does that swing that swing move, then all of a sudden you're going to put him to the foul line. But then, and be so athletic for a big man that if you have your arms straight up, then he's going to go by you, you know. So he's like kind of sort of unguardable when you think about it. The funny thing is that you knew that Robert Williams III was going to have a tough time guarding MB. I mean, MB 7-2. Robert Williams III is 6'8", right? Then from there, they go and they put in a, a, a backup 7'2 guy. Mm, he did okay. Then all of a sudden, they put Mo Wagner in there. Mm, nah, that ain't working. And B basically destroys him. And then all of a sudden, Taco Fall comes in. The crowd goes crazy. I think initially, MB. Taco 7-5, you know, MB never really uh, dealt with somebody that tall. I think it was like a filling out process. You know, he was settling for threes early on in the uh, late in the second half, second quarter. And then all of a sudden, when they put Taco back in in the third, MB already had him figured out. He knew what he was going to do. He was straight attacking him. 
attacking all of them. And that's why he got to the foul line 20 times. The funny part about that, well, it's not going to be funny. It wasn't, too, it wasn't funny to, to the Celtics. But, you know, MB, like I said, he went to the foul line 20 times, made 16 to 20 uh, foul shots. You know, you know, the Boston Celtics, they were looking around, complaining, uh, how's he getting into the foul line all these uh, many times. MB shot two more three throws than the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics went 16 for 18. MB went 16 for 20. So, of course, they were disappointed, right? But again, you know what he's going to do. His swim move is patented. It's something that everyone sees. Now, I kind of like the fact that he's not disappointed. He's not satisfied. Now, he did tell Doc Rivers that he was back after the game. But then afterwards, he told the media, nah, I'm not quite all the way back yet. But the fact that he said he's back, A, that's to me is, 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 a, is something that the Sixers want to hear. And B, the fact that he came back and told us, like, nah, I got other things that I need to improve on is also a positive, right? Because he's not complacent. And we all know in order for the Sixers to go far in the playoffs, it's up to Embiid. It is. Embiid has to play well. Now, granted, so you need Tobias to do certain things. You need Seth to step up. You need Ben to do some things. But it all starts with Embiid. As long as Embiid can come out and be the head of the snake, the Sixers should be fine. They should be fine. And I'm here to tell you, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Because, you know, Boston had his hands full the other day, yesterday. They couldn't stop Embiid. They couldn't. You know, they couldn't. You know what? You know what I really like, y'all? I really like Bill Barr. Y'all know that by now, right? I mean, I don't even know why I keep telling you guys that I like it. Y'all think that's something that people who listen to this podcast automatically know, right? I'm just going to tell y'all something. <laughs> so I'm just listen to this. And I'm going to tell you, for a person who's supposed to be on a diet, you listen to this stuff and you're probably like, what are you talking about, Pompey? Caramel brownie, cookies and cheese, cream, <laughs> lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, banana bread. You know what I'm saying? You listening to these? Mm. <laughs> mm. Do you know they're all within 120 to 160 calories? Do you know that? Yeah. You know what I mean? 120, 160, nah, the most may be 180. Five grams of sugar, five grams of net carb, right? I'm telling you, you need to go there. You need to. You need to go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 
15% off your next order. I'm serious. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. I'm telling you, do it today. Because this is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And here I'm to tell you, it's good. Seriously. Do it today, people. I would not wait. Now, something else you need to do today is go to Bet Online AG. You see, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions. The NFL season might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. So is Major League Baseball. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book. Use your promo code LOCKEDON. On Bet Online AG. I'm telling you, do it today, people. Today. Now, you know, I keep saying to myself, and I and I talked about this yesterday, like nobody knows who's gonna win this this uh the, the tournament, the the playoffs, the final. You know, I was on the phone with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, and I was saying, look, man, so I think the Sixers are going to do better than what people think. And he said, but why do you say that? I said, I don't know, I just get that hunch. And now you look at it and you see where James Harden is is down. I'm going to miss, what, 10 days with uh, hamstring. You see where... Kevin Durant is coming back. But my question is, now you got all these guys missing time now. Before, you know, it was cool. Like, you know, KD was out, but KD's KD. I thought maybe they would all come back right now and and play together during this stretch. Now you see Harden going out. Now, who knows, maybe they just want guys to rest up. And maybe they are practicing together or doing stuff. Who knows? But to me, it's a little alarming when you see see guys keep getting hurt or guys not playing. I mean, as good as they are, there has to be some type of chemistry. And you build that on the court. You know, I mean, right now, yes, the Sixers got to get George Hill. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Doc Rivers saying, oh, we don't know what he's coming back. But Doc Rivers also said, we got a 10-game window hopefully, um, for him to get acclimated. Well, that's the final 10 games of the season. The Sixers got 19, have 19 games left. So, you know, I think that he'll be out maybe another week or a couple weeks at the mo- at the earliest. And then he'll, you know, he'll you know probably be able to play 15 games or whatever. I mean, who knows, right? Or who knows? It could be the 
to 10. But the thing is, it's all about the pain threshold. I mean, he was out there on the court yesterday working out. Looked good early on. And then he got fatigued. And then as he got fatigued, you know, he started, you know, missing shots, looking a little slower. But that's all to be expected, right? Here's a guy who missed months of ball. Last time he played was January 24th. He has to get his conditioning back. There's a lot of things he has to do. And we know being in shape and being in basketball shape with the stop and go, the up and back, you know, you got to get yourself in tip top. So, you know, right now I think that he'll come back. The way he was making those shots, you could see a different. Now, I know it was a workout. But there are certain guys when they shoot, you can say, wow, that guy can shoot. That was him. That guy can shoot. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what what's going to happen moving forward. But, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, you look at Boston, now you see where Milwaukee lost. Um, I mean, I don't expect, if the Sixers do slide, I don't expect them to slide past number three. I think that at this particular time that these three teams have separated themselves from the pack. Milwaukee, the Sixers, Brooklyn. But I'm telling you, the Sixers, they would benefit greatly from getting that number one seed. I mean it. I mean, let Milwaukee and Brooklyn try to kill each other in the second round. Yeah. Let them try to kill each other in the second round. You know? I mean, the Sixers, the best thing they could wish for, they get number one. You hope that uh, Boston stays at number eight and wins the playing game, and then you can be able to use MB to dominate, just destroy this team, right? But I think that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm starting to question Brooklyn just because of the injuries. But hey, y'all, I want to thank y'all for listening and have a blessed, blessed, blessed day. Peace.